Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. And welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. My name is Phil Thompson, and my partner in crime, Steve Lacey, who is normally with us today, is not. In fact, at this time, I think he's going under the knife. He, uh, Poor Steve has had uh, gallstones. He had uh, woke up Sunday morning in a lot of pain, and uh, so he is going to have his gallbladder removed today. So uh, thoughts and prayers go with Steve. I'm sure he'll be back here in a week or two. And we will continue on. But today I have a special guest, an old, old friend of mine. His name, I emphasize old, his name, <laughs> his name is Cl- dog. <laughs> I'm older than you probably, aren't I? Yeah, you uh, are. <laughs> okay, thanks for bringing that up. So okay. Clay, Clay Arnold is my guest today, is our guest today on the Church Solutions Podcast. Clay, how are you? I'm doing great. Good to see you. It's good to see you too. Uh, Clay was our guest here several years ago. We, we uh, Clay is a life coach, a life and relational coach, and we talked about coaching uh, a number of years ago. Uh, him and his wife Sonia have uh, they're old friends of mine. We met each other. I think it was about this time in 1984 in Youth yep. with a yes. Mission. Yep. We met in Lindale, Texas. And uh, we of all all places, (laughs) I know it's it's, it's a small world, isn't it? And uh, uh, we were in YWAM and uh, Clay, you were in the DTS as well as an SOE. And we went to to, the next year, we went to Japan together, right? Yes, yep, we did. And that was a fun trip as well. You were in 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 Mexico, you went down, you did. I went to Mexico my first year there, but you were in Dominican Republic, we were in Haiti, Haiti, that's right, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then we later teamed up and went to Japan together and had always had a lot of fun with you. We played basketball together, a lot of pickup games, and uh, had a lot of fun. You still play ball? Yep, still do. Do? Wow, yeah. cool. I've slowed down a little bit. I still play, but not much. <laughs> All right, so uh, today we're going to talk. Uh, Clay has been married with Sonia. They've been together like 40 years. They got kids and grandkids. They You're in the Dallas, Texas area, right? Right, correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you have been continuing to do ministry and church work now, uh, all these years later. And uh, and we're going to talk today about safe conversations. And uh, for those of you listening to our podcast, uh, this is, uh, you know, it's an important topic, whether you're a pastor, an associate pastor, a volunteer, uh, whatever you might be doing, uh, relationships are so important, and especially those uh, that we're married to. <laughs> and, and so tell us a little bit about safe conversations and why we should care about this. Well, we first of all ran into it. We've been working with couples in varying forms for about 35 years now. And uh, one of the things we started realizing was we, couples that would come to us, uh, particularly from the church, they would wait uh, five to seven years from the time they started having issues in their relationship to come and get any help. And a lot of times it was too late because there had been so much damage done with it. And so God really put on our heart to do something preemptive of we need a tool or something to get ahead of the game to try to cut it off a little bit. And about that time, about five years ago, we ran across Safe Conversations. Uh, Safe Conversations was developed by uh, Harville Hendricks, 
Uh, he wrote uh, the book, Getting the Love You Want, and uh, he also created Imago Therapy for those in the therapy world. They all know what that is. Um, and uh, was on uh, Oprah numerous times. In fact, her first uh, Emmy was her interview with him really? uh, back in the dark ages. Uh, but the, the same conversations process itself, we found, we went through it ourselves as a couple, and we found it be a game changer for us and decided, you know what, we're going to learn how to do this. And so we went through training. We're master trainers uh, with the process, and we do workshops uh, within the church. Uh, we have a lot of trained leaders around. We're the only folks that are actually using SAF conversations in the church actively doing workshops in churches and we do that primarily in texas but we do it all over the country we just did one in la a couple of weeks ago and we're going to washington dc next week and um so the the process itself is uh is very different and there are a lot of really good programs out there for couples with it too but one of the things that we found with some of those was Yes, you should do these certain things and try to connect and communicate a certain way, but we never found a program that told us how. Safe Conversations tells you how. And it's, it's a structured way of talking that really teaches you how to talk without criticism, how to listen intentionally without judgment, and how to connect beyond your differences and to be able to embrace that differences are going to part of, be part of your relationship and they're not your enemy. Actually, they can become your ally if you let them be uh, as part of that. So, so go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, I was, was going to jump in here. So uh, you don't, you've been doing this for years. And so safe conversations, I mean, not that this really – Personally, I don't think it's that important. I mean, it's important to some degree, but so this is not really typically Christian based, or is it? It it is. It, it was developed in a non-Christian format Great, with the two, right. and we have taken that with uh, you know the founders' blessing and put that into a Christian format and and do that within the church and bring God into it uh, yeah. very very strongly. And, and I that's kind of what I was thinking here as you were explaining that, and and when I say when I ask that question, I mean, it's not, when I say it's not that important, I mean, obviously it's important to right. have biblical principles operating in your relationships. But mm -hmm. I, I found over the years from my experience, because we mentioned how old I am, uh, <laughs> you're not that far behind me though. But I mean, there's lots of stuff out there that has truth. You know, mm -hmm. there's, there's yeah. material out there. It doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be quote Christian, but it can have biblical truth incorporated in it. And it sounds like there's a lot of principles that are probably already in safe conversations. And then you've just kind of added some things. Yeah, to and, that. and that's true. Actually, the very first time we used it was several, um, several years ago, <coughs> pardon me, uh, when the Dallas police shootings happened mm. uh, several years ago. And we brought that. We actually got all the parties that were involved, protests, police command, all that kind of thing. And we actually did the process in a group type setting. Uh, with all of them at that time and it was a transforming time with it too it wasn't that we found hardcore solutions but it, it was the first time everybody in the process finished saying i feel like i was heard hmm. and now we've got some footing to be able to start working on the problems and what we need to do to change things uh, with it so it's very applicable in all kinds of different settings not just in the church world with it too our target with it though is the couple world because of our experience doing relational coaching and uh, you know and again having that preemptive tool uh, to to get ahead to try to right. have couples before they get so into 
So let me just clarify this again. So, I mean, you're obviously working with couples and, mm-hmm. and, and is this couples, uh, maybe that, I mean, do they have to be married or are they just engaged or are they maybe on that courtship path? I mean, is all, all of the above. Okay. All right. <laughs> we have okay. People that come, uh, that are engaged. We have people that come that are just starting out. They have people that have been married a year. People have been, we've had people that have been married 60 years. Come no to kidding. One. Wow. So, and, 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 and it's, you're, you're dealing, your specialty is married couples, but mm-hmm. from what I could hear is, is, is safe conversations could be applied in different formats. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So yeah, it could once be, you learn the skill itself, it, the, the dialogue skill itself, and what it's basically doing is it's moving how we usually have communicated for thousands of years for monologue, which is basically, mm-hmm. I, I have the goods, you need them, I'm right, you're wrong. Yeah. to a real true dialogue okay. uh, to get it horizontal, which is basically, and by the way, Webster's is a little off on his def- definition of that. Uh, he says it's two p- people talking at the same time. That's not a dialogue and that's confusion. Right. Uh, but it's still one person talking and the other one actively listening and then they take turns in doing that. So so let me throw this out to you and, and we'll get into the couples thing here in a moment okay. and, and why it would, would be something that maybe somebody listening to this podcast might be interested in. But what let's say I, I'm on staff at my church and I have a, a large staff, maybe I have ten people on staff. And then we're talking staff, right? And and right. you know so would safe conversations be something I mean, maybe you wouldn't do it, but would that be something that would work in that kind of a setting? It would, and Sonia and I have actually worked done that with staffs. We've modified it to make it applicable to, for staffs, just so culturally, when it when if the staff's doing it, that's going to filter down in what your your couples and families are doing in the church as well. Okay. We've also done it in parent team okay. format as well, uh, and all works the same. The process it, it, and that's what I like about it. It works. Yeah. Uh, so, so tell me, so let, give me some practical things. All right. So, uh, you gen, you generally do this in a group setting, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what yeah. it is? So, so let's say you come to my church, you and Sonia come and you, you do this. How long is it? I mean, is it, uh, is it a one evening? Is it several evenings? What, it's, it usually a, it's usually a day long. We probably most of the time come like on a Saturday, for example, okay. with it too. It's a six hour program. Okay. Uh, and uh, we do the whole process and it's not just hearing us talk what we actually do is we we let people practice we'll do a section people will will practice doing the dialogue itself and then we they get to do it three or four times before we're done for the day so and we want to do that to build momentum so that it's not just like every other you and I both have been to a million seminars you know and hear nice information and then you go out and you don't use any of it right. uh, and this is to get them on a momentum where they're actually using it and seeing it's working in their relationship before they get done. So, and that actually happens in the workshop itself. Okay. So you go in, you start a workshop. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happens? What's the first thing that well, you talk there's, about? Well, there's three things that happen. Uh, let me let me give you the, the three things that kind of are the undergirding of it with the two. There's, a, there's an idea, a skill, and a decision. The idea is that... Um, our history comes in to our present, especially when it comes into our relationship and marriage. And we want to get people aware of that. But with couples too, we have some, some specific tools dialogue wise to help them t- 
take a look at that and connect with that to get realize that they're bringing that history in. Because most people are, uh, we find when working with couples is they're not aware of that at all no. uh, when they come in from, from whatever their history is, good, bad, nice. or indifferent when it comes to relationships with it too. So we, that's a big part of it. The second is the skill, which I'll talk about in a second, which is the actual dialogue itself. And there are three parts to that. Third part of that is a decision, and that is negativity. Getting negativity out of the relationship. If you could think of this as being two people talking with each other, there's a space in between the two of them. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we emphasize with that is learning how to nurture the space between, because from our vantage point, that's, that's God's place, that's a holy place. And if we can make that be different, then we're actually gonna connect. But if there's negativity in that, or if there's anxiety in that, we're done connecting. That's not gonna happen with it. Okay. And you can talk to me all day long and I'll pretend I'm listening, but I'm not. <laughs> because it's not safe, that space is not safe. So what we do uh, is emphasize and help take the negativity and the anxiety out of that. You know, it's like, it's kind of like, if you will, pardon me for being a little graphic here, but when I had my kids were little, I'd give them a nice bubble bath, and when they're little, you know, their bodily functions don't work too well, and sometimes they poop in the bathtub. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, do I leave them in the bathtub? No, I don't. I get them out and clean them off and clean the tub and disinfect and do the whole nine yards. Yet, in a relationship, we will leave the toxicity in that space between for years and never do anything with it, and then wonder, why don't we have a good relationship? Because we've never taken that negativity out. Uh, so hmm. learning how to approach it, the negativity out of that and then it not being toxic, that's hard for some people. Like in my history, you know, which was totally toxic and negative growing up, hmm. I had to learn how to do get negativity out one hour at a time. Hmm. <laughs> and if I did that, I was doing good. But it hmm. took a process to learn how to do that differently. Would you call sarcasm part of the negativity? Yep, sarcasm, which you and I share a bond there. Uh, <laughs> eye rolling, you know, deep breaths, you know, are we done yet? Uh, okay. You know, that kind of, all kinds of different things with that, verbally and non-verbally. Yeah, that yeah. that's right, there's nonverbal signs. Yeah, and even how we say stuff. Yeah. So we teach you how, what to do with that, how to you know, get that negativity out of there. Now, let me go into the, the skill part, the third, the three parts of the, of sure. the dialogue yeah. itself. Um, one of those, the first one is mirroring, okay? And mirroring is something that, that other programs have, but the way we do this is a little bit different because we use some, some it's a structured way of talking using some specific sentence stems that do something very important. And it's kind of cutting edge neuroscience with this. What it does is if you're upset and we're in a conversation, okay, and I'm mirroring you, you're operating out of the amygdala, the back part of your brain where your emotional center is with it too. So in the mirroring, I will say to you, so if I got that, you're ticked off of me, about me, you know, with me about like or whatever, and I will specifically mirror that back to you. And then I'll ask you, did I get that? Yes or no? Okay. Is there more about that? I'll ask you that too. We would never get asked that. Nobody ever asks us that, especially when we're upset with it too. But right. well, here's what I'm doing. 
I'm integrating, it's actually integrating in your brain because it's bringing it from the emotional place up here to the frontal cortex where you have to answer the question. Okay. And the Ooh. question's worded in a specific way, whereas did, I didn't I notice I didn't say, did I get that right or did I get that correct? I leave those kinds of words out so that I don't bring judgment into that. Okay. So but I'm, what I'm doing is that, and what happens is it makes you calm down because you're having to go back and forth from the emotional part to the reasoning part, okay? Okay. The thing I love about mirroring is, one, it makes you a better listener. Uh, we all have a little lawyer and a little analyst that sit on our shoulder. If you're talking to me and I'm preparing rebuttal or I'm over here on the other side, you know, trying to figure out how to fix it, I'm not listening to you. And mm -hmm. you know that when that's going on, because non-verbally, I'll tell you that. Mm -hmm. When I mirror you, there's no way I can think about those two things and mirror back the content of what you're saying to me at the same time. Mm -hmm. My brain just won't do that. Nobody else's will either. So these guys automatically go away where I become a much more intentional and active listener. And that's a really important thing because the average person actually retains 17% of what they hear. And that's if they're in a good mood. <laughs> if, there's, if they're not, that can be even less. My son, I don't think his retention is that high when I speak to my son. <laughs> Nor my children either at times. But <laughs> there's that sarcasm. There we go. There we so, go. <laughs> so the thing is, you know, making us better listeners. Interesting in our culture, we give accolades for talking all the time. We never do for listening. Mm -hmm. And this teaches you how to do that with it too. Mm -hmm. Second part of it is to validate. Well, that makes sense. What if it doesn't make sense to me what you're saying? Doesn't matter. In your reality, in your history, the way you are at the moment and what you're sharing at the moment, that's your reality. And I want to honor that in a relationship, you know. Okay. And again, you know, who validates us? Not very many people most of the time. Right. Thirdly is empathizing. And I bet that would make you feel blank. Okay. Well, I'm, we're giving opportunity here for different levels of connection as, as you go here. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Wow. Uh, and so, I, I, you know me, I'm the world's greatest skeptic. You've known that for years. Uh, <laughs> we've been around each other. I decided when I first learned this that this was a bunch of baloney and I was going to go put it to the test and make it do something really hard to see if it actually worked. Separate from the couple, couple format. So I went up down downtown Dallas, out in the homeless area of downtown Dallas, and I found somebody having a psychotic episode, hmm. running down the street, talking to himself, yelling and screaming, hmm. whatever. And I went up and initiated a conversation. And hmm. I used these tools. I began hmm. to mirror him. So tell me about your story. So if I got that, this is what happened. Did I, did I get that? Is there more about that? And when I said that sentence, he got this deer in the headlight look with me and said, you really want to know more? I said, yeah, man, you're a human being. I want to know you got here somehow. What's the rest of the story? As we went through the process, he totally calmed down to where we were talking in a, a normal adult voice. And we connected at such a level that after I did the process with him, uh, we went and got a hamburger and we talked for 30 more minutes after we got done. Wow. And that proved to me, it's like, okay, if that works in this setting, it'll work with husband sure. and wife. Interesting. Wow, that's fascinating. Huh. Well, communication is definitely, I mean, 
that's the key to relationships, or at least one yeah. of them, I would say. Yeah. And I think, as you've been already saying here, that most of us don't communicate properly. And communication yeah. is obviously more than just talking, as you just said. Well, we do what we know. You know, in my history, growing up, you know, the one who yelled the loudest in the house won, even yeah. the point of hanging fist fight, to make your point. Right. We bring, whatever that history is, that's our point of reference and how yeah. do we can, uh, communicate. But also, too, the thing I like about this, it kind of takes it a step beyond just communicating, though. It's actually the goal of it is a connecting technology. Yeah. Let's actually connect and build relationship here and not just communicate, but let's take it deeper. Yeah, yeah. That's it good. actually like does it. That, that process. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. We're talking with Clay Arnold here. Uh, an old friend of mine, Clay and I, I mean, this is only the second time we've actually had a conversation. We're on Facebook, but uh, and you were on a podcast earlier uh, a few years ago. So safe conversations is what this is called. Mm -hmm. So uh, how do people get a hold of you? And if people are interested in this, do they come to you? Do you come to them? How does that work? Well, we have there, the mothership of the process is called Relationships First. Uh, it's relationshipsfirst.org. They could get information there. Or they could get on our website, uh, where we have also present our coaching material and things we do in that arena as well in relational coaching. It's Heart Life Coaching, DFW, D is in dog, Dallas Fort Worth, uh, dot com. And there's actually video and information about the workshop on there and about safe conversations on the website with it too, and also the other things that we do for support uh, as part of that too. Sure. And we work with couples. We have couples, a lot of couples that will come to a workshop and if they're in need of follow up, we do relational coaching with them. We can do that on the WhatsApp or on Skype or however with that. And we do, uh, we have people from all uh, actually around the world that we've done wow. that with. So if, if somebody if, if somebody listening to this podcast wanted to have you come, you and Sonia come to their church to do this workshop, what's the process? They reach out to you at your website? Reach out reach out to us. They can either through the website or uh, heartlifecoachingdfw at gmail.com okay. uh, is the email. Just contact us and uh, you know we'll start dialogue with you about that, about how we do that with churches and and we do charge for it, but we have right. lots of different ways of doing that with the church, either charging per couple if the church can't do that. Sometimes the churches like to, you know, do partial scholarships uh, for couples. Okay. Sometimes. Well, that was, yeah, I was going to ask you, what, what does it cost? Because people. Normally you know. it's, it's 99 per couple, which okay. is the equivalent of coming to see us for one session. Okay. Uh, so you're getting a pretty good deal. You're getting six hours of content versus one. Uh, but uh, it's 99 per couple, and then, you know, depending on how the church decides to do that, um, you know, but, sure. but most of the churches, they at least provide scholarships if folks can't yeah. afford it. Flexibility there. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, that sounds great. It sounds like it's so important, uh, yeah. you know, conversation and how we do it is, is very important. So... Um, if you missed all that stuff, obviously you can back up the podcast, but but you could just send us an email. Yeah. Uh, you can send us an email, support at streamingchurch.tv. And, you know, we do these podcasts. Uh, we're a tech company that does video, streaming video and mobile apps and all that. But, you know, we're very much involved in, in our churches. And that's one of the reasons we're having Clay on here today is because it's more than just tech stuff. It's about building relationships, healthy relationships, uh, helping pastors and volunteers and leaders uh, grow. Yeah. 
I wish years ago I pastored, and I wish I'd had this tool years mm -hmm. ago. It would have totally transformed how I did ministry, how I handled my staff, how I handled my parishioners. Yeah, yeah and absolutely. that's one of the reasons we have the heart to come alongside church and pastors and say, "Hey, let us bring this tool to you." because it'll change the whole environment of what's going on in your church. Yeah. Well, I, I like it because, I mean, I could see, you know, having church board meetings and if they operated kind of <laughs> with the template of safe conversations, <laughs> your church board meetings would probably go a lot better. Yep. Uh, and, and, and people uh, are still heard, you know, yeah. you, but what, what we find is even like when we've done it with staffs is you're able to get to the problems and find solution to the problems because everybody knows they're being heard yeah. and they're able to connect and the relationship's still above the, you know, God's priority is the relationship's above the problem. <laughs> That's how it always is. But a lot of times we flip that, especially in the church world. Yeah. Um, this this helps you, it gives you a tool in your toolbox to be able to do that and do it differently. All right. That's right. Okay. Well, look, we're out of time. Our guest right. today has been Clay Arnold and he's, uh, uh, working, he's talking about safe conversations, and, and again, uh, we'll put this information up on how to contact Clay, or as I said earlier, support at streamingchurch.tv is one way. Just send it to us, and we'll contact Clay. Clay, it's it's just good to see you again. Good to see you too, man. What a what a blessing. Yeah, and tell Sonia I said hello, and, well, and uh, I don't know your kids except Heather, and I yep. Heather's uh, what Heather's got to be what? How old Heather's is Heather? Heather's 35 with two kids and lives in Nashville. Gosh, that's just, I, I mentioned Heather because, you know, she was just a little baby, basically. Two years old when we went to Japan. That's amazing. Wow. All right. Hey, thanks again, uh, folks. Yeah. And folks, thank you for listening to the Church Solutions Podcast. Uh, Steve Lacey, hopefully we'll be back next week. Yeah. I'm Phil Thompson. Thank you for the privilege of your time. We'll catch you next time on another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Take care.